Yechezko chapter 10. In the previous chapter, described the destruction of Jerusalem about the God's appointees who go around the city. And then there's a, a seventh messenger of God, the one special who's clothed in linen, Luvush Abadim, and his job is to pick out those, to see those who are mourning and grieving for the way the temple has been misused, degraded. And those people will have a sign of life, a tav, a tav, a sign, perhaps a letter, a sign of life. It's interesting, by the way, that this Ish Habadim, the one clothed in linen, which does appear elsewhere in the Bible, in the latter half of the book of Daniel, in Daniel, in the apocalyptic vision of Daniel, we encounter over there as well, the one who is Luvush Habadim, clothed in linen. And it's interesting that one place where we encounter the one who is clothed in linen is in the Ashkenazic rite that is recited on Yom Kippur, the story of the Ten Martyrs, Asara Harugei Malchut. So there is there's more than one poem written about the Ten Martyrs. But in the Ashkenazic rite, there is, of course, a, a version of it that's recited. And in that version, which is very interesting, Israel is called to task by the adversary of Israel, who says that since the ten brothers sold Joseph, and Joseph, and if you sell, you sell the one you've kidnapped, what is the law? It's a capital crime in the Torah. Well, nobody was punished. The brothers weren't put to death. So I'm going to collect ten of the leading sages of Israel and put them to death for the sin of the, of the sale of Joseph. That's the version that we have, of course, on Yom Kippur. And it says there that in that version that the high priest, Rabbi Yishmael, prepares himself and ascends to heaven. He wants to know whether this decree has been determined by God or not. When he gets up to heaven, He asked the one who was clothed in linen, and the one who was clothed in linen says, You have to accept it, my beloved ones. I have heard from behind the, the, the curtain, Will this you will be entrapped? This is the divine will. Don't question it. But it's interesting that he goes to the one who's clothed in linen. Because the one who's clothed in the linen in our chapter is the one of all God's appointees, is the one who in fact is singled out to save those who are worthy of being saved. So in the poem of the Ten Martyrs on Yom Kippur, once again, the one who's Luvush HaBadim, who's wearing the Badim, and of course we remember, and this is important for the book of Yechezkel as well, Luvush HaBadim, the one clothed in linen, we are all, all reminded that when it comes to the service of the high priest on Yom Kippur, the Torah says he, that the high priest, for the key elements of the service, does not wear the regular priestly garments. They contain gold, the eight vestments of the high priest. Those are not worn for the core pieces of the service of Yom Kippur, but rather everything that the Kohen Gadol wears, and he wears four clothings when he enters the Holy of Holies and performs the special service of Yom Kippur, he wears bad, he wears linen. And I mention that not just because it's interesting, because the perhaps the Yom Kippur liturgy, the poem picks up 
on what's going on over here, which is totally focused on the temple. And as I've said several times, Yechesko is a Kohen. So is Jeremiah, a priest. But it's very different, because the, the fact that Yechesko is a Kohen is very central to the book of Yechesko. It plays out in many different ways, as we shall see. What's interesting is that now that we come to chapter 10, and the story continues, so it says, Yechesko is having this vision. He's being transported to the temple precincts. For I saw, says Yechesko, in the beginning of chapter 10, Vinei el harakia rosha kruvim, kievin sapir, kamare demut kisei nira alihem. Yechesko says, I looked on the expanse over the heads of the cherubs, over the kruvim, something like a sapphire stone. An appearance resembling a throne could be seen over them. Yechesko often speaks about k, like. He's not seeing, he's seeing something like a throne. He's seeing like of kimareh. Vayomer elaish levush abadim, vayomer bobel binot lagalgal el tachet lakruv, malei chof nechol gachle eish, bi binot lakruvim, uzrok alaeir, vayovoli enai. God speaks to the one clothed in linen and says, Step inside the wheelwork under the cherubs. We remember that in the vision of Yechesko, that's how the book begins, so there are kruvim, there are also what it's called ofanim, which literally means wheels. So the, the chariot with it, with it, the vehicle they're traveling on, in a sense, is also a set of angels. So there are angels that are called kruvim, there are angels that are called ofanim, so the issue of Abadim, in this vision, is instructed by God, step inside the wheelwork, under where the Kruvim typically are, fill your hands with glowing coals from among the Kruvim, and scatter them over the city. And when you read about taking, and the language here is Gachaleish, to take coals, embers of fire, glowing coals, one is reminded, of course, of the service of the high priest on Yom Kippur. Because the high priest on Yom Kippur is going to enter the Holy of Holies. And the Torah says in chapter 16 of Ayikra, that the priest goes to the altar and he takes from the altar he takes glowing coals and he takes from the, in addition to the glowing coals, he takes the incense. So the incense altar actually is in the chamber, in the inner chamber of the Mishkan of the temple. And the Kohen Gadol will enter the inner, inner chamber with Naiva Lufnim. And he takes the incense and he takes the coals together. And he's going to use the coals and the incense. He's going to put the incense on the coals and fill the Holy of Holies with, with the smoke. And that will permit him to enter and to perform the service in the Holy of Holies, which will atone for the temple, which will purify the temple, and which, in addition, is part and parcel of the process of atoning to the, for the people. And what's striking to me over here in chapter 10 is that here we have Again, the one Levush Habadim, that's the clothing of the high priest on Yom Kippur. But over here, it's interesting 
He's going to throw, fill up your hands with glowing coals and scatter them over the city. So it's parallel to Yom Kippur, but different. Because in each case, you have the glowing coals. But the point of Yom Kippur is that it's not just the fire. But the point of Yom Kippur is, it's the incense. And the incense is that which permits the high priest to enter the Holy of Holies to sanctify or re-sanctify the temple and is part and parcel of forgiving the people. It's what allows the people to move forward. So over here in the vision, which is parallel to the vision of the high priest, not that surprisingly, but there's no incense. There are coals, but they're coals without incense. That suggests that there's not going to be a, a forgiving God in this chapter. And in addition to that, I would say, not just will there not be a forgiving God in terms of the people, but we have to remember that entering the Holy of Holies with the coals and the incense is not primarily about the people. It's primarily in the Torah about atoning for and purifying and repurifying the temple itself. But in the case over here, the temple is not going to be repurified or resanctified. The point of these chapters, and as we continue, we'll emphasize this point very strongly, the temple cannot be resanctified at this point. The temple is going to be destroyed. In fact, the temple has already been desanctified by the behavior of the people, both inside the temple and also outside the temple. Meanwhile, Ichesco is witnessing all of this behavior, and we are told in verse number six, in verse number six, so when when God commands the one dressed in linen, take fire from among the cherubs within the wheelbrook, he went in and stood beside a wheel, and a cherub, a kruv, stretched out his hand among the kruvim to the fire that was among the kruvim. He took some and he put them into the hand of him who was clothed in linen, who took it and went out. The kruvim appeared to have the form of a man's hand under their wing. So what's interesting is that over here, in this, one might say, ritual of throwing the coals over the city, it's not just the one dressed in linen, who presumably is parallel to the high priest dressed in linen, but actually the kruvim themselves, these kruvim, part of God's chariot, are assisting in this. And what's very striking is that in the Torah, of course, the kruvim hover above the ark. And the ark plays a role in the atonement of Yom Kippur. The ark is found and the only vessel that's found in the Holy of Holies. And over here it's the very kruvim themselves who are part and parcel of the ritual which signals not the forgiveness of the people and the ability to continue, but signals the fact that the city has been condemned, that the fire will be poured upon the city of Jerusalem.